I'm Des. And I'm Jay. And welcome to your weekly dose of Savage Reality. Okay, everybody, welcome back. Are you excited to get into episode, or not episode, season two? I'm very excited um, for the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> we we took off last week because we moved, myself and my partner moved to Boston. Um, and in that transition, I have gotten sick. So um, going from very hot, dry climate to very moist, damp, wet, rainy, a little cold. It's definitely fall here. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so just excuse my voice. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, yes. So we're gonna we're gonna power through. But I'm very excited to get into season two because I feel like this is when we're really starting to like, we've laid the foundation. So now the mess can be extra messy, which we love. So sister, kick us off. All right. Kick it off. Also, excuse if I have some residual coughing. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I know I sound rough, but like compared to how I felt last week, yeah, I would take this voice over that feeling any day. That's so. good. I feel like I always used to lose my voice. I was talking about this at work the other day. I always used to lose my voice when we went to Panama City for spring break. I don't know why. It was just like I drove down there in the car and then it was just gone by the time that I got there. So it was like super like raspy, yeah. but it worked for me. Yeah. Hmm. And then I came back to Kentucky. It was perfectly fine. I don't know what it was. That's weird. Right. But whatever. Interesting. (laughs) Well, yeah, we're getting started. We're at Kyle's Chamber of Commerce party, which I originally thought I heard Lisa say that this was the Daily Mail party. So I was like, ooh, is this the first Daily Mail party? Because this is bootleg as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) But I see your clarifying note. So it was not. Anywho, um, we we are opening up this season, and the Sir staff is hostessing, waitressing, whatever, serving, passing, serving. The servers are serving <laughs> at this event, <laughs> and so Lisa is talking to the group um, in the kitchen, and she's complaining about Kristen having had a meltdown, and she asked her to leave. And it, wasn't it like, did Kristen? <laughs> Did Kristen ask, like, how do you expect me to get home, walk? And Lisa was like, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> Literally, though. But I'm also like, Kristen, bitch, I know there wasn't Ubers yet, but, like, you could have called a taxi. Like, come on. Or you could have just said, production, take me back to Sir. Or that part. Because I was like, how did you get there? Did y'all carpool? I guess. Probably. Probably. Still. Yeah. Yeah. So Kristen's left because she's had a meltdown per usual because Kristen thinks that Kristen just runs the fucking world mm-hmm. until she gets a reality check. Um, yeah. And so because this is at Kyle's house, this is another crossover between Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and, and Vanderpump Rules. 
And so with the crossover, Lisa's friends are present at this party. It's taking place at Kyle's house. Mm-hmm. Kyle Richardson? Yeah, Richards. 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 Right. It's in, which, her Mauricio, does she not take Mauricio's last name? Because I highly doubt his last name is Richards. No. So, like, on, I don't know, like, legally what she is. Like, on Instagram, she's, like, Kyle Richards Nancy, which I don't even know where they're at right now, because maybe they are separated, maybe they're not. I'm not sure. But, yeah, his last name is Nancy. And so I think she like colloquially goes by that, but I think professionally she's still Kyle Richards and she's had a career since she was little. So got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And Kim is the same way. Like, I don't know that Kim took when she was married. I don't know that she took her husband's last name either. Did Kim have a career? Yes. She actually was like more famous than Kyle when they were younger because she was in like Escape to Witch Mountain. She was in a lot of stuff that like we probably didn't watch, but she did a lot. Like she basically like funded their life when they were little. Oh wow. Yeah. 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 Uh, she's an alcoholic. Partially probably, yeah. yeah the pressure and the stress of okay. That's yeah. Funding your whole family from a very young age. Right. Like starting at maybe like three four or something like that like super young that's wild I don't see mm-hmm. how people pimp out their kids like that like if I had a kid who was an actor or a model or something like I would I would do so well by their money you know what I mean mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's just crazy but anywho <laughs> Kyle's house and a part of Lisa's crew at the time was Brandy who you know Sheena slept with her husband um for so two for- years for two years, claiming that she didn't know that he was married. Even <laughs> though, you know, whatever. So Sheena, for some godforsaken reason, well, we know the reason because she's so desperate to be liked. Sheena goes up to Brandy to tell her she looks pretty. And Brandy was like, thanks. What happened to your tooth? <laughs> <laughs> we learn in this scene and it becomes like a recurring fucking theme for Sheena throughout this whole or not the whole season, but like the first half or at least a quarter of the season, she's complaining about this fucking surgery. Yeah. She still talks about it like to this day in season. Oh, yeah. I mean, because she also had a lot of other injuries this season too. Like at one point, it's like her eye, then it's like she sprained her leg. So like, she's just, she always does the fucking most. That episode released, (laughs) it was like, it's a hematoma. It's I didn't know what a hematoma was. And then she's like, I found out it was a bruise. And that's like, yeah. So, so at this point we find out that Sheena has had a bad accident. And so she has, her tooth ended up getting dislodged from her mouth. So until they could operate, they glued it. And it was one of her front teeth. They glued it in between the, uh, in between two teeth until they could operate. And so her tooth probably from decay is looking gray. (laughs) Mm-hmm. and so Sheena's explaining all this to Brandy she walks away and then Kim the the more famous little sister of Kyle no uh, that's her older sister Kyle's the youngest oh, yeah right she has real mom energy but like she's the youngest of all of them that makes even more sense why Kim is an alcoholic she's the oldest <laughs> no so I think Kathy is older she's got than middle her. child syndrome and but she's, the whole she's, 
she's the oldest of her and Kyle oh. with their dad because Kathy had a different dad. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's very complicated family dynamics over in those parts. That sounds like some shit that you would find in Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> Are they from Kentucky? <laughs> no, I think they're from Beverly Hills, but correct. They could be from here. Who people could be from Beverly Hills? Right. Wealthy people. That's fucking him. Crazy. Like, where were you born? Beverly Hills. You uh, born here? <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, I'm sorry. Okay. So Kim is like, Brandy, why? You didn't have to, you didn't have to point out her too. And Brandy was like, listen, she used to fuck my husband. I'm going to mention a great tooth, which is fair. And so Sheena goes to cry to Lisa about how Brandy <laughs> her feelings and made her feel insecure. And Lisa goes, you used to fuck her husband. That's why you'll never be best friends. And she's like, well, I just was trying to tell her she looks pretty and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, Sheena, it doesn't fucking matter. If you broke up a happy home, you were sleeping with a married man for two years. Don't fix your mouth to even breathe the same air as me. Like, I don't know what you were expecting in any interaction with Brandy, but whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then we see Sheena, like some other things happen, nothing that interesting. Sheena goes to confront Stassi because Stassi did not contact her um, following her surgery. <laughs> and Stassi, in typical Stassi condescending behavior, says, you were at the dentist office. <laughs> Sheena was like, no, it was a huge oral surgery. And she keeps repeating this throughout the entire episode when anybody mm-hmm. brings up the situation. It's truly annoying. So then our favorite bartender, Jax, which, yes, he quit his job at Sir at the end of season one when he admitted to cheating on Stassi. But in typical Jax fashion, that's what Jax does. He makes a decision and then flip-flops and then does it all over again. So mm-hmm. Jax goes to tell Lisa that things are getting heated in the kitchen. And then Lisa goes in the kitchen and tries to pull Stassi away to break up the situation. And Stassi's like, well, why, why is my arm being taken and I'm being let out of the room? Like, why don't you do that to her? And it's like, Stassi, she walked into where you were standing. I'm sure had she walked into the kitchen and Sheena was on that side of the island, she would have been escorting Sheena out of the kitchen. Like, Again, exactly. just do what the fuck your boss told you to do. And why y'all are even having this fucking conversation at work is beyond me. But that is the messiness of Vanderpump Rules that we love. So- and that is the show, the show element. Because sometimes I do wonder, are they picking these fights because they know they're on film? Or like, would they actually be doing this in this way? And for this group, I feel like generally speaking, they would probably still be picking the same fights. They maybe just wouldn't get to the same level of heatedness or they maybe wouldn't be picking them at the same exact times. But based on what we've seen thus far, I don't know that they would be handling this shit any differently if it wasn't on camera. Yeah, that's a good point. For sure. But who knows? So then the night is wrapping up. We have celebrated 100 years of Beverly Hills Chamber of Commerce. So I guess for 100 years, people have been able to say they are too from (laughs) Beverly Hills. Um, But so everyone that's in the main group, so basically everybody except Sheena, is heading to the parlor room to meet Kristen, who has somehow magically found a way to get from Kyle's house 
back into WeHo. And so Kristen asked everybody for an update about how the night went. And they're all just kind of like pissed at her, to be honest, like low key, but high key at the same time. So Katie specifically, who has decided to boss up now that she has this new hair color, she lays into Kristen (laughs) for picking a fight at work. And everybody's pretty much on the same page. Like they're not trying to be like mean to her, but they're like, girl, like we just want your job to be secure. And Kristen's like, I get in these issues with Lisa because I stick up for myself and you all don't and you let her walk all over you. And I'm not willing to do that now that I'm 30 or whatever, I guess. And so they continue to argue back and forth about it. And Kristen's like, you know, I don't want to be someone who doesn't stick up for myself. And Katie's like, well, I know about one issue that you haven't stuck up for yourself in and you continue to complain about and won't do anything about it, which is when we then learn that Tom has cheated on Kristen sometime in the recent past, um, having gone to Las Vegas and hooked up with a bottle service girl, which is also for those of you who are listening to this to try to figure out the scandal of it all. This is a first hint at Tom's pattern, which we'll also break down a little bit later in this episode as well. But we essentially see that Tom has gone to Vegas, which is again, place he frequents and a place where he also frequently apparently cheats on people Mm -hmm. at for whatever reason I guess it's Sin City what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas but not ever in this group so I don't know it's just it's wild to me and then we kind of start to move on from there into seeing Tom and Kristen's relationship start to like disintegrate basically perfect um and yeah Kristen is just you know last season we got to see her be a little bit like we got to see her be normal who I think like I feel like you know cameras definitely changed Kristen I don't know if I think Kristen would have acted as crazy as she did if the cameras weren't around what do you think because season Mm. one Kristen to season two three four five six seven eight Kristen is just like what the fuck happened she got wronged by dudes and I feel like to an extent she maybe wouldn't have gone as far as she went but like the shit she did I feel like she did because she had means and because she was being encouraged to do it to some point like I think part of it the whole like arguing with Tom and whatever that just seems like a regular day to her but I feel like you know later on in season three when she like flies Miami girl there to confront Tom and Ariana about the cheating rumors and when she is like you know doing all this other stuff to that extent I think that stuff is for the show but like the whole like us snooping through people's phones and like calling girls up that shit she would be doing regardless maybe not now because she's in a secure relationship but like she would have done that regardless of whether or not she's on the show that's just her which Kristen, you know, I listened to her podcast on occasion and she said that it was, I mean, yes, Kristen, obviously it's, I don't know if credited is the right word, um, but obviously production flew Miami girl out to LA. Sure. sure. Um, which but I don't, Miami I girl had reached out to Kristen on Twitter. Correct, so correct. like, I don't know why I had never thought of it like that though. Like, because... I was thinking like Kristen, you're fucking crazy. But then I'm like, oh yeah. Kristen's not spending her money to fly this chick out here. But no. she would, though. She would. 
she would do that. <laughs> she would do that 100% just to be spiteful, but also to prove she was right because she likes to be right. Her and Stassi both, which is why I think that they're friends because they, like when they, they're like a dog with a bone. If they think something is correct, they're going to go to the end of the earth to prove that it's correct. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, so that's that. In our next scene... Um, we see Sheena and Pandora, Lisa's biological daughter, going to Bumish, which is where they shot Pretty Woman, for those of you who have seen that movie. Which is not Jalen. <laughs> yeah, I have not. Um, have no desire to, um, you know, watch a movie about a white prostitute finding her white knight. It's, <laughs> like That's pretty pretty typical of a lot of white girls but you know (laughs) (laughs) anywho (laughs) so Sheena and Pandora are in there with Lisa they're trying on dresses because they share a birthday um and for some reason they decide that they want matching dresses for their birthdays Mm -hmm. um which to me like I just can't imagine like the last, like the last time I can think that I like purposefully and like, there's a difference between matching and coordinating, right? Like for Raven's 20, 28th birthday last year, two years ago, whenever that was the, like one night was themed like br- shades of Brown, but like no one was like, we weren't all wearing the same dress, you know? Um, or in junior high, me and Amy made matching t-shirts for field day. Because that's when you do that type shit in junior high for field day. Not when you're in your fucking late 20s and celebrating your birthday with one of your good friends. It's just fucking weird. I agree. I think that, again, I couldn't imagine myself sharing the shine like that on my birthday. Like sharing the birthday party is enough I don't need to also match you and also I feel like Sheena and Pandora's style is typically so different that the fact that they agreed on anything is not just doesn't make sense to me but you know whatever I don't know if at this point in time Sheena knew what her style was it wasn't Pandora's though. I know that. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't never wear no, because like Sheena typically is wearing a little bit more, I would say, like when she's not trying to pretend to be a pop star, she's wearing a lot more like form-fitting stuff or things that like really show off her body. Whereas Pandora is a lot more like dainty, I would say, in her appearance. Like she doesn't really show any, she doesn't really wear anything that's like super revealing or risque. Like she's pretty like not buttoned up that's not the right word but this dress is a risk for her from what I've seen her wear otherwise what country has a prime minister Britain I mean there's probably other ones but Britain oh Britain I think Pandora dresses like a prime minister on mm, her like off days unless she's at work but for sure I could see that yeah just mm-hmm. very old and <laughs> well especially for how old she is because I mean I think at this point yeah. she's maybe only like 30 or something right. if even that old so like yeah she definitely dresses like she's way 82. past right where they're at which is again why it's just weird yeah. to me 
that they're even friends. Right, right. Yeah. So Sheena, because again, she can't let go of Stassi not checking on her after her huge oral surgery, brings it up again, um, and also talks about Kristen's behavior from the dinner party with Lisa and Pandora. And um, focusing more on Stassi, Sheena makes the comment that Stassi said that the surgery wasn't a big deal. And Sheena being typical Sheena and dramatic, it was huge oral, and I can't imitate Sheena very well right now because my voice <laughs> uh, was huge oral surgery. It was six hours, and I woke up twice in the middle of it. And I was like, yeah, have you ever watched Nip Tuck? Because that also happened on there. Like, it's not that big of a deal, girl. And like, they were in your mouth, you know? It's not like they were fucking in your brain, you know? Or like, like you were having a baby or something like that. Granted, you're waking up a baby anyway, but like, right. it, there you are, could have been in a much worse situation. Right. And like, there's a lot of people who, because of their insurance, like can't get anesthesia when they go to like get a root canal or get their wisdom teeth pulled, like, it's mm-hmm. not that big of a fucking deal. Yeah. It's yeah, Sheena. So <laughs> everything's a big fucking deal to her. <laughs> right. Yeah. So Sheena just goes on to talk about how basically she's super sad. I mean, she's not saying that she's sad, but like she's realizing now that Stassi has her real friends back. And now Sheena is back on the back burner. Um, so yeah. And I think too, because she's on the back burner, like she kind of feels probably like a little bit of resentment towards Stassi. And Mm -hmm. so she's trying to manipulate the situation to where um, she turns people against Stassi, people who have power over Stassi, i.e. Pandora, Lisa, whatever, like people whose Mm -hmm. opinions would matter to Stassi. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And this is exactly why, like, in my later on, like, my white privilege for this episode, this is exactly why I talk about Sheena, because she knows exactly what the fuck she's doing. She doesn't give a shit. And I'm like, you don't actually want to be friends with them, because if you did, there's no way in hell that you're going to be like, oh, my God, yeah, let me, like, complain to my boss about what my quote-unquote friend didn't do for me outside of work like it would be one thing if Stassi like watched you fucking fall and like fuck up your tooth at work and just laughed at you that would be totally different she didn't do that like I don't think that she actually understood the gravity of what was happening and even if she didn't say sorry I just I I don't know it's just not that deep it's not it's not that deep and honestly like Knowing what we know about Stassi, I don't know if she would have called and checked on anybody, really. Surely. No, I don't I don't think so. Now I think today Stassi a hundred percent would. But like I've also heard her talk about how she doesn't talk to people. Like her mom even said, Yeah, it's hard for me to get a hold of her. And I'm like, if she's not talking to her own mother, why think you why do you think she gives a fuck about you? Exactly. Exactly. Fucking wild. But again, that's Sheena. Sheena. So as Sheena, Pandora, and Lisa are shopping, we see Stassi and her dad walking up to like a coffee break slash lunch. So they sit down and I guess have already been served their drinks. And her dad just like whips out this like little mini bottle of Bailey's and just pours it into his coffee. And I was like, wow. Like, I know y'all are from New Orleans, but this is even a lot for me. Because again, this is being filmed on national television. But 
whatever. I guess he was trying to prepare himself for the purpose of the lunch because we then learn that Jax is coming to speak to her dad to apologize for everything that he put Stasi and her family through when he cheated on her. And also because Stasi has made it very clear that if you're ever going to be with me again, my family also has to be okay with you being back in the picture too, which is interesting to me. I feel like, and maybe it's just because of the nature of their relationships, she integrated him into her family so quickly. Mm-hmm. For it to only have been that they were together for two years. But what are what are your thoughts? I know me and you kind of had different ways of doing this between Michael and Derek. But what do you think makes sense to introduce someone to your... When do you think it makes sense to introduce someone to your family? Um. Yeah, Michael met um, my parents when, I guess when I was coming back home before I left to go to California because he was driving up to Louisville for some reason. Um, yeah. And then that's when he met dad anyway. I don't think he got a chance to meet mom that trip. And then he met mom a few months later. However, we were not in a relationship at that time. Um, so like, I feel like I probably would have like reflecting on that. I probably would have waited until we were actually official Mm -hmm. before they met, but yeah, I, I think what's the question? What's the timeline? Yeah. What do you think a a good timeline is? What do you think it makes sense? Yeah. I think after you're official, I mean, it's like any time. I feel like any time after your official is fine um, because it's like your official. So like I see a potential with this person, but like before your official, it's like, why bring someone around if they may not be around? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But considering like, you know, official for us is different. Like Michael and I talked, dated, whatever for mm-hmm. two years before becoming official. Stassi and Jax dated for three days before being official. So like, <laughs> yeah, you know, official for me and official for Stassi um, timeline is different. So yeah. Right. Agreed. And I think too, I wonder if that's also like a, a black people versus others thing, because I feel like in general, I don't know that unless any of my black friends have been in a very specific situation where they had to introduce people pretty early on that they were doing that like quickly yeah right right but who knows just my thoughts but I agree I think too because obviously Derek and I had been together for a while before he met all of y'all and also he met all of y'all when he did because of the fact that we were moving from Virginia down here. So it might've still been a little bit of time in like a normal timeline. If like I had stayed in Virginia, it might've been a little bit longer before he met y'all and what it was, because I think we had officially been together for like a little over a year, but we also dated for seven months before we became official. So I had known him for almost two years at that point. Right, right. Yeah. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I agree. But yeah, there's just no way in hell I could be introducing my family to somebody that had dated for less than a year. Or, right. right. Not happening whatsoever. Right. And I feel like that probably could have saved her some trouble. Oh, most definitely. 
but whatever. She thought she was getting married to him. So whatever. There's that. Um, so Jax shows up to the lunch and he lets us know that he wants Dossie desperately back in his life. And when he sits down and he's talking with Mark Stassi's dad, he, for some reason, brings up Frank and like the difference between him and Stassi's relationship and Frank and Stassi's relationship. And her dad real quickly gets him together and says, mm, but also Frank seemed like he had his shit together. Like Frank had a job. He had a quote unquote real job in commercial real estate, which I <laughs> actually think was true. And he was like, I can't remember exactly how he said it, but he said he was a little bit more like substantive than you are. Mm-hmm. And Jax is like, yeah, I, I guess I could see that or whatever. He's just kind of like taking all the hits. And then Stassi's dad goes into this whole thing about how he was like, you know, when you're a man, you got to be looking for what kind of man you want to like model yourself after. And it's about making five to 10% more every single year and having a vision of the man that you want to be. So you can provide security to a woman. And I was like, Oh my God, like, this is so like, it's great if you want to have like a moral compass and like, Oh, I like, you know, I'm sure every black man in America right now is like, I want to be like coach prime and it's great Mm -hmm. if that's like your compass right but also like the whole you got to do this in order to be this in order to do that in order to help her feel secure and like no that's Mm -hmm. your daughter's problem specifically mark is that you didn't teach Stassi how to be secure on her own and so you had her out here on national television looking like a fucking idiot for you know seven years of her young adult life or however many years, because she's looking for security in all the wrong places. You should look for security from within, because at the end of the day, there's two things in life that we are guaranteed to to be born and to die. And more than likely, when you die, you die alone. So you need to be able to take care of yourself. If you meet someone who can add to what you got going on, that's great. Mm -hmm. But looking for someone to just be able to like lead your life, supply your needs, that's a no. Agreed. Agreed. Because especially when you think about how so many women do end up in a situation like that, where the dude is just like, bye, because I found somebody else or whatever. I think about waiting to exhale. And I'm just like, we don't need to be in that situation. We should be able to take care of ourselves. Maybe not to the same level of comfort, but like, you should be able to live on your own comfortably without having to depend on another person. And if you can't do that, that needs to be your first priority in life. Right. And doing whatever it is that you need to do within reason for yep. that to be how you exist in the world. Because exactly. for the people who can't, shit's scary. Yeah. Cause it's just like, if you're always dependent on someone else, again, a guarantee in life is that that someone else is going to die. And if you all don't die at the same time, then what do you do? We should ask people who are dependent on other people. <laughs> I would really love to have a conversation with like a chick who's like a stay at home mom. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, do you, how do you feel secure in that? That would not make me, I don't have my, nothing that I have is mine. Mm-hmm. You don't have your own money. The shit that you buy yourself, you use with your partner's money. Mm-hmm. The shit that you buy for your house, you use with your partner's money. So like, 
I just don't understand how that is anybody's version of security because that seems like the most insecure thinking process. Yeah, I feel like I could live the life of being a stay-at-home wife, not mother, because we don't want that. But at the same time, if something ever were to happen between me and Derek and that's what I was doing, I know I could go back out and get a job easily. So maybe there are people like that who are like, oh, I know I could get a job if I needed to get one. I just don't feel pressure to like do it to a certain extent. Or, you know, all these like moms on freaking Amazon and like Instagram influencers. I follow this one woman, Couch Office Mom. She regularly makes like six figures a year just doing like on online marketing shit. And you know, that's how like MLMs and like all that stuff came to be was because they were like, I'm tired of not having my own money. And so I want to make my own money this way, which isn't necessarily like super legal, but I feel like there are legal ways to make it such that you could exist without having to work a full-time job, but it would be very hard for me to trust that you're going to just take care of me. No questions asked. And like, if I want to buy this, you know, $600 dining bench, am I going to have to ask you about that? Or can I just buy it? And like, that is the whole, like the approval piece of it all. I would not be down with at all. Not at all. Not at all. There was something you said that I wanted to comment on, but I forgot. I do still have quite a bit of brain fog. So, oh, well, (laughs) yeah, maybe it'll come back to me. But anywho, we pan over to a quick scene at Suh where Stassi and Katie are being, oh, that's what it was. People who want to, like you were mentioning stay-at-home, stay-at-home moms who, or stay-at-home wives, whatever, who are like, do content creation and like mm-hmm. living in the storefront on Amazon and all that bullshit. It's like, what great privilege that is, you know? Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I don't have to work, but I kind of want to work. And like, this is the way that I prefer to make money. So like, let me go do it. Oh, it worked. Right. Oh, it's a success. Great. Yeah. Must and be it that. doesn't have to be consistent because you know right. somebody is spitting the bill for all your bills. Exactly. You get to make whatever you want on the right. side. Right. So getting into this next scene was making me think about white privilege with Stassi and Katie ordering their tequila shots for their customers but then also Peter making them an additional two shots for them to take because they asked and I'm like Peter you're a manager Mm -hmm. they are working they are on the clock why would you want your servers to be inebriated to any extent no matter how big or how small when they're on the fucking clock he probably does it because he dated both of them in the past and is like well this is a way for me to make this less awkward (laughs) That's also true and awkward. Right, exactly. So in this scene, we also see Lisa comes in and she asks Natalia to bring Kristen to the back so that they can address her behavior at the dinner party, Um, which I'll circle back to this moment towards the end of our to the end of our podcast episode. But Kristen ends up getting a two-week suspension, which is a slap on the wrist for being basically insubordinate and disrespectful. (laughs) Last time I was called insubordinate and disrespectful, I was fired. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. (laughs) Um, But and then Kristen in her little confessional says, you know, I'd rather get suspended for two weeks than lay down and take Lisa's shit. And I'm like, 
Kristen, Lisa is your fucking boss. It's like the the perspective you have on you being able to do what you want to do. And then her supposed to just sit there and be like, oh, okay, it's Kristen. This is not the fucking place for that. Like so delusional. And I don't even think Kristen has can use the excuse of like, why well, I was young. Kristen, bitch, you were 30. Mm-hmm. Like there's no excuse for that behavior as a 30 year old woman. As a 30-year-old woman, you should technically have the brain of like a 45-year-old woman. And you're oper like it's the reverse for her. She's mm-hmm. operating like a like a teenager, early 20s. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Right. It's like she's never had to work before. And I'm yeah. like, Kristen, what what are you talking about? Insane. It is literally insane. Because what I would not be doing is losing a paycheck okay because i was mad at my boss like are you fucking in california like you that's just reckless behavior Mm -hmm. but that's not surprising it's Kristen. so exactly and so we transition into a different scene where we see jacks and schwartz working out together this time in an actual gym unlike Mm -hmm. the jungle gym that they were using in season one and Jax asks Tom about how things are going with Katie. Um, this will be a point that Joe and I continue to disagree about. But he, too, agrees with me that Katie's hair color is shit. And Tom said that he actually called it orange to her. And she made him sleep on the couch. I love, I love it. Now, I think what looks bad is in her confessionals when she curls it. Like, the curls that she has looks awful. Yeah, but just straight. I think it looks. I like it. I dig it. I dig it. I don't know, and maybe it's just like the colors that she wears this season. But like, it just it looks so bad. It looks orange, and I'm sure it wasn't actually that color. But that's what it fucking looks like to me. And it, every time I have to look at her, I'm just like, oh, I'm glad she only did this for one season. Um, but Katie's hair is also like jet black. So like, I wonder how long it took her to get to that color. Cause like you can't even, it's not even like her roots are showing or anything. Like it's not streaky. So I'm like, damn, they had to have really done like a fucking overhaul to get that shit to look. And then it's like, why? It's so like, why? Cause it may be, cause you know, I feel like black women, if we're going to dye our hair, it's going to be like a wig or it's going to be like colored braids. Like we're not actually dyeing our hair. And so I'm just like, why do the white girls do that? Like, what is the point? Just like for funsies? (laughs) <laughs> I guess so I mean yeah I get yeah I don't know that's a good point though. I, I don't I don't know but I mean they're not about to put on a, a dyed wig I know of course not but I just in my mind I feel like everybody just looks best with their natural hair color yeah I agree I agree but apparently not everybody and there are some people you know and maybe if it's done well i would have a different opinion like nicole kidman i feel like her hair could be any color and she looks excellent nicole kidman mm-hmm. <laughs> she, she's like the stepford wife she's yeah, yeah. Nine perfect strangers pretty little eyes. yeah pretty little lies uh-huh her oh my god you remember that movie birthday girl that she was in yeah where she was like the russian, like male the russian bride. yeah yeah, I remember that. that was okay. a weird movie. It was a very weird movie. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's she's one of the few. But anyways, so 
And then Tom is talking to us in his confessional about how he and Jax are still friends. And he's like, yeah, Jax lied, but like, we're dudes. We just get over that. And I was like, no, 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 no. You all lie for and to each other. And then you want each other to like cover for you, which is why you're cool with it. Because you know that if a lie like that came out about you, hopefully the dudes would have been trying to cover you the whole time and it would have come out some other way. But no, like y'all just want to like hide each other's shit all the time, which is why you have just accepted him back into the fold. But I do find it very interesting that everybody was just kind of like, whatever, we're over it type of thing. Very, very interesting. Um I don't I don't understand how people can hang out with people who lie. <laughs> Granted, after watching this show for the past 10 seasons, they all lie. So like then the saying birds of a feather flock together is is validated in that sentiment. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like, in my opinion, I'm just I'm so like you are who you hang around with. Mm-hmm. And it's not. I'm not comfortable being like, oh, well, she lies, but like, that's just her. But like, that has nothing to do with me. No, 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 no. Because you are who you, you are what, who the people you, the people you're, the five people that you're around the most, you, you turn into, like you start Mm -hmm. up elements of those people's personalities or their characteristics, their character in, in general. So it's like, if you only hang out with six people, and five of them are pathological liars, you think that you could just refrain from ever joining in in that path or like Mm. doing that same type shit because you're going to start to see that as normal because that's what you're exposing yourself to. And it's not. So I don't know. I just can't get with lies. And maybe it's because dad lies all the time. And it's just like, why? Why lie? Mm -hmm. Why? You know, I would, no matter what the truth is, I I want the truth. I respect the truth. It may be hurtful. Yes. But like, I feel like people only lie to protect themselves. You know how those people who are like, oh, I lied. So, you know, it wouldn't hurt her feelings or like yeah. I get to protect her. No, nigga, you lied to protect you. You lied because you were thinking about what's best for you because you were thinking about you were you were self-serving. And that's why you lied. Not because mm-hmm. you don't fuck about anybody else's feelings, because if that was the if that was true, then you would have either told the truth or you wouldn't have done what it is that you needed to lie about. Right. Mm-hmm. so i just i can't get with it i don't i don't understand it i'll never understand it and i can't hang around with people who do that no but it's tom schwartz and tom schwartz is a weasel so that's right. also not surprising exactly he's a weasel scandable or sandable's right. worm right just, yeah, yeah. and so jack's continues on with saying that you know his life is so much easier without Stassi in it but even though he knows that he still wants her back which makes no sense to me because if my life is easier without a human in it they're gonna not be in my life (laughs) and that's just it and he also shares with Tom how the lunch meeting went with her dad which overall it seemed to be fine I think Mark not that he doesn't take the situation seriously, but I think there's only like so much energy he's going to give to it because he knows that like ultimately the decision is up to Stassi and she 
is living her life in Los Angeles while he's still in New Orleans. And so I think, you know, he's going to like sit down and have a conversation with you, but he's not going to get invested until he knows that it's time to get invested, which I think is the approach that her mother also should have taken, but clearly didn't. And maybe that's also because she got to know Jax better because she saw him more. I don't know, but we'll get into that a little later on this season when they go to like Arrowhead to spend the weekend with her mom. Oh, geez. Yeah, we got a lot of shit that's happening this season. Yeah. (laughs) But next we see Kristen, and this is where she's really coming unhinged, where you all get to see her really coming unhinged for the first time. Um, And this is mild, honestly, on a scale Mm -hmm. to Kristen. This is like a two, I would say. Um, She's breaking down (laughs) the fact that Tom cheated on her with a bottle service girl in Vegas three days after her 30th birthday, which fuck that is shitty. However, also pattern Pat, as I say, knowing what we know now about Tom Sandoval, he was probably cheating on Kristen every week. He probably had a whole other relationship that was happening during this time. Um, You know, he did the same thing to Ariana in whatever season that was after she turned 30, she went, he went on that boys trip with Peter for Peter's birthday to Vegas. Oh, that's right. Is that where he got the A tattoo? It is the bacon A. Bacon A. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Tom is just a piece of shit um, and always has been and seems like always, always will be. be. So um, to his parents, great job. Great job. Um, so Kristen starts, you know, arguing that she never sees Tom, which in season 10, after we've learned what we've learned about Scandaval, Ariana had these same complaints. Like, you can't say I'm your partner and I'm your dumpling and the most special thing in the world to you and you're my everything and blah, blah, blah when we're not spending time together. That's not how relationships grow. So, of course, we're going to be in what Kristen says, this stage where they've been really stagnant. They've been acting more like roommates than partners, which is also literally yeah. the exact same shit we've heard now that Scandaval has broken. Um, and then Tom interjects, classic Tom fucking fashion. If Tom, if Tom wasn't a piece of shit, maybe this would be something for the other Tom to do. You know how they had that, they came out with their own bourbon or whatever called Tom Good Lovin'? Or, you didn't know no. that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they came out with their own, bur- so, I don't know if it's bourbon, it's a dark liquor. But it would be cute if they came out with a drink called the Tom Fashion, like an old fashioned. Oh, that would be cute. Not for Tom Sandoval, though. You suck. And if I see this on any fucking menus, I'm coming for you all. Destiny (laughs) is going to give you our contact information at the end of this podcast. So you need to cut, run me my coins if you decide to put a Tom fashion drink in the mix. Anywho, Tom interjects here and says, we also hadn't had sex in three months. And it's like, at this age, Tom, we can say that you're perspective and thought process is immature but to be expected because you're a boy yep however the fact that you were saying all this same shit this was 10 years ago and now 10 years later you're using these same excuses you're a fucking worm or what is he He's a worm with a mustache he's a worm with a mustache you have not grown at all in any capacity whatsoever And I don't wish the worst on you ever, but like, I hope that you get to experience the hurt that you've caused Mm. times 
at least five. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so this is where we get our first snapshot of Detective Doty. <laughs> um, Kristen, from here on out, becomes fucking infamous for her detective skills. Like, she, if 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 anybody is suspected of anything, Doty gets down to, she gets down to work. And she figures she that shit out. She lays that shit out perfectly for you, like. She's a bad bitch. She should really like look into like I can't imagine if she had the resources to actually be able to investigate people. She should look yeah. into that. She should be a PI and create a new show that's on oxygen where she specifically is helping scorned women figure out if their dudes are cheating or not. And then once they figure it out, then have a talk show, Jerry Springer style. Yeah. The Doty files. I yes. Think. I love that see what again run us the coins (laughs) run us the coins so yeah she's saying that the girl tweeted i don't know if the girl that he hooked up with like tweeted something encrypted or whatever but whatever Mm -hmm. she tweeted made Kristen start to look at their phone bill because they share a phone plan so she's going through vegas numbers that hers katie and stassi find all the vegas numbers call all those vegas numbers and then find a girl and she caught him red-handed so like literally yeah. if you're gonna cheat on your girl don't share a fucking phone plan with her like what is wrong with you that's just stupid literally stupid at the very least you could not share a phone plan if you're gonna cheat but you know it would also be a great idea to just not cheat right but who are we right just sensible logical, logical creatures rational exactly. being yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. And so after this, we transition into Sheena and Pandora's birthday party. So this scene opens with this like super beautiful shot of Lisa's house all set up for the party. And it's actually really hard for me to believe that Pandora was truly friends with these people because of where her life is at compared to where their lives are at. Like at this point, Pandora is married. She has her own beautiful home in Beverly Hills. She's a boss, like working on this online magazine, but also helping her mom out with like her alcohol brands. Like her life is just in such a different place. I'm trying to figure out what she ever had in common with these people other than maybe working with them together at a restaurant at the same time. I just don't know. They definitely don't seem like they're all on the same page in life at all whatsoever. <clears throat> but, you know, like maybe it was that, you know, when people are transitioning through different seasons or phases in life and you just have to have a couple more interactions with people to be like, you know, yeah, not to say I'm above you all, but like we're just in different spaces and it's time for us to like kind of do our own things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like y'all can work for me, but we don't need to like hang out outside of that. Exactly. But as we're continuing to ponder why exactly this is happening in this fashion, we start to see everybody roll up, including the one, the only Queen Ariana. And we also see Jen and Jeremy and they have their new little nugget named Kingston. He's such a little adorable little boy. Um, And so Katie then comments on how annoying it is that Sheena and Pandora are wearing matching dresses which we also agree Uh, because personally if it was my birthday I would want to stand out I wouldn't want to look like the other person that's birthday it is or like anybody else I would want something that was just a little bit more unique but 
again, that's also me. And Sheena wanted a free dress. So right. the hustle. And then we also, again, learned that Jax has kind of been fully reintegrated into the friend group. And Sheena is especially thankful because Jax was the only person that reached out to her following her quote unquote major oral surgery. <laughs> Which, sure. I feel like, again, all that Jax probably did was send her a text, but that got him a lot of points with Sheena. So she was really excited about it. And then we see her talking to Stassi and is trying to explain further why she's upset that Stassi didn't reach out to her. And like you said, Jalen, it ultimately boils down to now that the witches of WeHo are back together, Sheena feels like she's being left out to kind of fend for herself. And, you know, I honestly wonder if that is true or not, because I could see like on one hand where it could be, but I could also see it kind of being like a self-fulfilling prophecy that like, if they were all doing something and they invited Sheena, Sheena being like, well, I don't feel like I'm really going to get good one-on-one time with anybody. So I'm just going to bow out and let them do them. And then if that continued to happen, their friendships just further split. Because it seemed to be, at least in the first season, that Stassi was really the holdout. Like, Kristen and Katie never disliked Sheena. But mm-hmm. now it feels like Kristen and Katie hate Sheena. And Stassi's the only one that's kind of cool with her. Yeah. And I don't really know why. Same. Me either. But that is the current state of things. And so Stassi then just goes ahead and apologizes and says, like, you know, Sheena wanted apologies. So I gave her an apology. It was a fake apology, but I can't have her (laughs) continuing to, like, fuck things up for me at work because I haven't said sorry. So, like, I'm just going to go ahead and do it, which I mean, I probably just would have done that to begin with so that this wouldn't have happened at all. But at the same time, also Stassi has a really hard time being fake. And so I totally get why she didn't initially say anything to Sheena about it because she clearly didn't truly understand the gravity of it. In Stassi's mind, I feel like she equated this to like Sheena getting a cleaning or having to have a root canal or something as opposed to whatever it was that they actually had to do absolutely so whatever I feel like Stassi just wanted to move on and so we have moved on so then they all sit down to lunch and Sheena asks randomly I don't know why asks Stassi if Kristen was coming to the night portion of the party and Stassi says like yeah she's planning to come and Pandora's like well why like I don't want her there And she was like, Sheena, are you interested in having her there? And Sheena says, nope. And then it turns into more of an argument. Sheena claims that the reason that Kristen isn't invited to the night portion of the birthday party was because of how mean she was to Lisa. And Pandora is like, yeah, like at some point you have to respect the person who signs your checks, which that part I 100% agree with. And I can understand Pandora being mad about how Kristen treated Lisa because like that's her mom. But for Sheena to be that same level of mad, that doesn't really make sense to me. But I guess since they were having their party together, maybe Sheena was just trying to be a good friend to Pandora and like also put her foot down. I don't really know. 
And then Katie initially is trying to just shut the conversation down by saying like, no, we agree that like she shouldn't have disrespected Lisa. And we told her that's a bad look. And then Sheena decides to like insert herself and say, and then like, why are you friends with her? And I was like, Sheena, what the fuck? Like, just because they don't agree with a decision that Kristen made doesn't mean they're just going to drop her as a friend. Like, that's not how friendship works. Because obviously, if it was, you wouldn't be friends with Jax anymore either. Would you? Yeah, that's a good but point. You are. Or either of the Toms. But you are. So, like, just shut the fuck up. Like, you can't break up their friend group. And, like, that... And that that's, exactly, that's exactly what she was trying to do. She wanted to plant little seeds of doubt here and there hoping that over time their negative behavior would act as the water for those plant those seeds to grow and then you know they all go their separate ways but it's like sheena after you tried that once because it's like she continues to try to do that yep um, it's like after you tried it once and it didn't work just let it go and again why are you so thirsty to be these people's friend so embarrassing I know I agree especially because now that you have Ariana in the mix I definitely wouldn't be trying to be their friend like that anymore like why yeah there's just no reason and then she's like why do we keep talking about Kristen I'm like bitch you brought her up like if you don't want to talk about her you didn't have to talk about her like it is your birthday lunch and you can control where the conversation goes but whatever and it was so funny because the only line that we really hear Ariana say during this episode is like well if Kristen doesn't like Lisa then why doesn't she go work somewhere else which I was like that is fair I too agree with that but also Kristen knows that if she goes to work somewhere else she may not be on the show anymore so she may not be on the show anymore and then also like she's going to be held accountable for her bad behavior right actually like truly held accountable not a Mm two-week suspension exactly So after their birthday brunch, they also have plans to go to a bar that evening. And um, so hilarious when Katie and them walk in. And then we pan to Katie's confessional and Katie's like, you know, Sheena really kind of makes my ass twitch. <laughs> Good point, Destiny, that you bring up. Like last season, Katie and Kristen had no issues with Sheena. So it's like, where what happened in between filming that turned them so off uh, because we have we've never really gotten that explanation or insight so it's a good point um during this time pandora gives sheena a birthday gift um they are bedazzled stilettos mm-hmm. they are the ugliest things i think i've ever seen in my whole entire life they look like they came from like a party city um mm-hmm. even if they are real diamonds which i'm sure they are like what a waste buy me diamonds that i can like sell or buy me diamonds that i can like put on a necklace or a bracelet or in my ears like diamonds to put on these funky ass shoes that's just stupid yeah. but rich people spend money on stupid shit for some reason yeah they um, sure do they sure, yeah. sure do. And that's what i'm saying about like the not being in the same place in life right <laughs> very yeah. clear example of that exactly because i'm sure sheena if she got pandora anything it was probably like a box of chocolates and a <laughs> gift card to like home goods yeah. <laughs> so yeah um we also see in this scene tina confronting Kristen, asking like about all the rumors of Tom cheating and Kristen says that they're true and Tom she leaves Tom to discuss it with Tina 
Um, and Tom, classic Tom, more of his pattern, his response to Tina's questioning is, I love Kristen, but at that time I was done in my head. And I just want to highlight mm. in my head. Correct. Yeah. In your head and actually saying I'm done, those things don't equate. Mm -hmm. um, you can't expect Kristen, just like you can't expect Ariana to think that you all are done because in your head, you're done. Like, but this right. is clearly classic fucking Tom. Again, to his parents, what a great fucking job you did not do raising your son to be a man. Mm -hmm. You really fucked up. Um, and there's no excuse. But, you know, he could be like a Ted Bundy. I don't think Ted Bundy's parents raised him to be a killer, but. Wasn't Ted Bundy adopted? Oh, was he? I don't know. I think he was. Yeah. Well, so we don't know genetically what was wrong with Ted Bundy. It's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Tom, again, no <laughs> excuse. No excuse. <laughs> um, yeah. Y'all fucked up. So then we see Jax arrive and he's, you know following Stassi around like a lost fucking puppy and he goes up to her and he's like after she telling Sheena happy birthday like oh I think you're really really pretty and like you're the sexiest person ever and like I'm so glad to see you and like you're just so pretty and just showering her with all these compliments and it's like dude lay off a bit and Stassi was like I know <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness classic Stassi um she but just loves watching him squirm. She does. She does. Um, and so, like, towards the end of this bar scene, a lot happens in a very short period of time. The witches of Weehoo are outside smoking cigarettes, which is so fucking disgusting. Mm -hmm. I don't know why anyone in this day and age is smoking cigarettes. That's so, like, 1970s, I feel like. Or yeah. 80s, or it's just outdated and gross. Mm -hmm. It's just gross. Um, but anyway, they're outside smoking cigarettes and Katie saying that Sheena asked them at the birthday brunch why they were all still friends, basically saying that their friendship is toxic, which to some extent it can be. Yeah, it definitely can be. It can be. Um, so in, in Kristen's um, confessional, she's like, you know, if you have all these harsh feelings about us and our friendship, why do you so badly want to be our friend? And I was like, exactly sheena mm -hmm. exactly like you can't sit here and talk shit on the people that you are so desperately trying to get to like you and so sheena comes outside and is like what's going on what y'all talking about and <laughs> i can't remember if it's kristen or katie but one of them is responds and says like how we're such terrible friends and then sheena wants to act so surprised she's like wait what huh right and so the shit today right right exactly so they go through explaining what sheena said and sheena's like well no i'm saying like your behavior sometimes is unwarranted da, da, da. no bitch that's not what you were saying ever. Mm -hmm. you were saying that they didn't need to be friends with Kristen because she is toxic period point blank but whatever katie's trying to explain their point of view and she's like you know the three of us and then there sheena fucking loses it and she was like see exactly the three of you just like i was trying to tell you the other day stassi it's the three of you and then me blah blah and i'm like sheena how old are you but also you're the newest in the friend group so yeah it's going to be the three of them and then you because you're new 
And not only that, you've also been talking shit about them. Right. What, like, what? Where do you think that it's going to make sense for them to want to give you the time of day? Whatever. Sheena runs back inside and cries to Shay about the situation and them, quote unquote, having an attitude with her. Um, And they so mean that they they do start laughing at her in her face for crying about it basically and you know what we don't even know if that is true or if the producers just edited like clips of them laughing in conjunction with her crying you know sure. totally separate but honestly i wouldn't have put it past them to i wouldn't either laughing yeah. at her after her because it's just ridiculous like she just had this like crazy range of emotions so quickly that they're like why are you so upset right now right yeah yeah and it and it's because of her biggest fear you know she thought that she her and Stassi were her and Queen Stassi were going to be best of friends after last summer riding off into the sunset together at the end of the season and now she's back to square one basically Mm -hmm. so she's losing her shit um and then Tom Schwartz somehow gets involved and then him and Shay start having words and Shay's like trying to tell Tom that he needs to like put Katie in check and then Tom's like well you're not gonna like take out what's happening on the girls with me blah 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 blah. Jax's comment of saying I would expect these two to cry over the notebook together before I expected them to get in a fight (laughs) right that's hilarious but so true it was so yeah because it just came out of nowhere and I was like y'all are literally coming to blows over nothing and I think it was because they were both drunk and just not being logical in that moment for sure and then coming to blows over chicks that y'all ain't even with to this day <laughs> it's crazy crazy but at the time i guess you were doing your due diligence as good partners um, right that's true which is funny because this is also the only time that tom i think in these first probably like five seasons actually defends katie and is on katie's side about literally anything yes exactly yeah yeah, so that is really the extent after that that the Katie, Kristen, Stassi, Jack, Schwartz, they all end up leaving. Um, Sheena's like crying for Stassi to come back inside while also asking the other people that she's real friends with to just leave. And it's just very, it's an embarrassing moment for Sheena, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel bad for her. She, It's like she's chasing Stassi like, you know, a 13 year old girl who's like begging her crush to text her back it's just embarrassing yeah it is it's just really sad and that's a really sad note to end the episode on but sad for sheena funny for us to be honest and then we see this crazy ass trailer for what's to come this season which is a lot a lot um, we also, I think, are seeing the cast do their first big trip to Mexico. So that's really exciting. These people basically like live in fucking Mexico after this season. So we got a lot of good stuff coming up. So, Jay, what were your overall thoughts on this episode? <laughs> My overall thoughts was that this episode should have been named like Despi Desperado. because i just feel like the overarching theme was desperation Kristen is desperate for tom to love her and not cheat Mm -hmm. on her and be faithful which isn't happening she's Mm -hmm. desperate to be friends with stassi her only friend really because she's on like some single white female type shit and Jax is desperate to be stassi's bitch boy again everybody just seemed really desperate um yeah, so that was my overall thoughts for this episode. You? 
That's true. Yeah. Uh, I agree with all of that. And I would say I'm just happy to be back with the gang. I just miss them. And especially like in these early seasons where they were just young and hungry and they let oh. it all hang out. And, you know, there was no like trying to curate a specific kind of image. They were really just being their really messy ass selves. It was excellent, excellent television. So I thought overall too, was a very strong like season premiere. Yeah, for sure. Because we had a lot going on. So our Savage AF moments of this season. Um, Bitchy Katie is fun. Kristen's yeah. hair sucks. I feel like Kristen's hair sucks for the majority of the show. But I feel like she can just never style it quite right. And even though Katie's hair color sucks, Katie can style her hair. Kristen's hair is just like... I don't know if it's just like too thin or what, but like, it just feels like moppy whenever I look at her. Yeah. I think it's really thin. It's the only season I think Christian's hair truly looks good is the season where Lala has brown hair. Is that season six? Maybe seven. Seven. Yeah. I think that. Oh, when she has that short that bob. Really short bob. Yeah. That's yes. really cute. Other than that, it's, it's always looked like trash. And when she puts extensions in that shit, it's like, mm, even worse. it's so bad. Yeah. Um, she just needs to embrace the bob. She does, for sure. My Savage AF take on this episode is Stassi is a fucking boss. <laughs> when Sheena is begging and pleading for Stassi to come back up to the party when she's out on the street with her friends and Stassi turns to her and says I'm with my friends I'm not coming back upstairs to have a drink with you stop (laughs) I was like it was so embarrassing for Sheena but like very savage AF of Stassi what it's like she was talking to a cross between a child and Jack's. Like yes. I feel like that is how she would yes. deliver that to she either. Was reprimanding her. Like, how dare you ask me to come back up there with you, you peasant? Don't you see I'm with my friends? Yeah. Oh my God. Was- <laughs> oh my gosh. And our final segment, our new segment. So moving forward, we are going to also incorporate a white privilege moment into each episode as well. Um, so I stated that Sheena's white tears throughout this entire episode, um, was the white privilege moment that I wanted to identify. It's tears about everything, about her dental surgery, about her party, about things happening at her party. And then Shay's fight after, and then Shay, after he started a fight with Schwartz, like she just continues to cry. And I'm like, why are we crying so much? Like, and I get that some people's just like natural reaction, but I feel like especially, even though Sheena is like part Latina, she is still very white passing. Mm-hmm. Like her tears are just as dangerous as oh. any other like purebred white woman. One, not purebred white woman, <laughs> um, but 1000%, definitely. Absolutely. Because again, I did not know Sheena was um, Hispanic or Latina until she pointed that out in this past season. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, my white privilege moment was Lisa having a conversation with Kristen about her disrespectful behavior at the dinner party at the beginning of the episode. Um, if this were someone Black who acted the way that Kristen has acted and did act in this moment, mm-hmm there wouldn't have been a conversation. Um, and my question was, could this have been Tina? It wouldn't have been Tina because 
She would never. Tina is just different, right? She's above this group in very in every aspect possible at this at this moment in time. Um, but yeah, I'm just like the privilege to be able to sit here and be disrespectful to your boss. And then when one of your other bosses asks you about your boyfriend, you start crying and then weaponizing those tears. Mm-hmm. And then Lisa's like, well, I just think it would do you well for, you know, a two week break. She didn't even fucking call it a suspension. Mm-hmm. Two week break. Step back. Reset. I'm like, what the fuck? Ridiculous. Right. It's so crazy because outside of like school, I have never heard of like a suspension in terms of a job. Oh, like in a suspension in a job, it's typically like we're on the way to firing you. We're just trying to make sure we're legally doing that. So right. yeah. Couldn't be me. Could not be me. But it actually couldn't be me because as black women, we do not get that latitude or no. grace really in any setting. No. Regardless of how much people know us. Because we're always expected to be appropriate. Yep. At all times. And it's fucking wild. But we're going to continue talking about these people's shenanigans because it's funny and it's fun to watch. And so that's it for this week, friends. We will be back next week with episode two of season two. So until then, you can find us at Savage Reality Podcast on Instagram. DM us if you have questions or email us at realityforsavages at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to help people find us. And stay tuned. We will see you next week. Bye, sister. Peace.